0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today in the Gospel reading, we read about the events that happen after the feeding of the multitude, the feeding of the 5,000. The miracle where the Lord took the five loaves and the two fish, and he multiplied them, and he fed 5,000 men, not including the women and children that were there. And it was a great miracle, and many, many people um, followed him. And after this point, When the people realized that he had gone from that place, they went out seeking him to figure out where it is that he went. And when the people found him, um, he spoke to them and he said, you did not come after me because of the spiritual food I gave you. You didn't come after me to hear the sermons. You didn't come after me because you saw in me that I was um, the one to offer salvation or for any kind of spiritual reason, that is not why you came after me. But he said, because you ate of of the food and you were filled. Because of your stomach was filled, and you see me as a source of food for you, so you seek after me because you want me to give this food for you. And so he res- he told them in in verse 27, John tw- 6, 27, He says, "Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life." And so he is revealing to the people and to all of us that oftentimes we labor for the things that perish. We labor for the things that are not eternal we labor for the things that are temporary and maybe we put all our effort and all our focus to, f- to labor for those things that are temporary that we neglect completely the things that are spiritual we neglect the spiritual food that god wants to give because if we look at the story of the life of the lord jesus christ on earth from beginning to end we see what is it that he wanted to impart to the people? He wanted to impart to them eternity and salvation. This was the thing he cared about the most. Even when people would come to him for healing, like the paralyzed man whom his friends lowered from the rooftop, the first thing he did was to heal them of their sin, not to heal the body, but to heal the spirit. And so the Lord, of course, understanding and knowing very well the length of eternity compared to the length of this life, He sees so often that we are pursuing the things that are futile and irrelevant and vain compared to the eternal things that he wants us to to pursue and the the gifts that he truly wants us to have. So I want to speak a little bit about the spiritual food and what is this spiritual food that the Lord wants to give us. The first way that we could pursue and, and find this food that the Lord said endures to everlasting life is we first have to hunger for it. There has to be a hunger. The only time we ever pursue anything in life is when there's some kind of desire for it. And maybe the stronger the desire, the more we are creative in the ways we try to achieve it. The more committed we are to achieve, the more um, the, the the more time we spend, the more um, money we spend, the, the more resources that we invest in order to pursue truly what is the desire of our heart. And many people have achieved things that are unbelievable. If you look at the kinds of accomplishments that people have, have achieved in the, in the world, uh, uh, unbelievable achievements because they set their heart to something and they continued and pursued all the way to the very end. And there are some things that maybe we look at that, are that initially we think is impossible, and yet we see that people have achieved it because of their commitment to it. And this was because of a hunger. They had a hunger for this. They have a desire for this. Imagine if we were able to apply that same hunger and that same desire in our spiritual life, that we have a hunger and a desire for God. In the Beatitudes, the Lord says on the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Who is the one who is filled with the righteousness of God, who is filled with the Spirit of God? It is the person who hungers truly for it. It is not just the person who seeks God casually. It's not just the person who maybe every once in a while says a prayer, every once in a while fasts for a day, every once in a while comes to church, every once in a while reads the Bible. It is not those people who are the ones who are filled because they are not seeking. Actually, if we were to apply that same level of commitment to anything else in our life, we might find that we also do do not succeed. We, we fail. How is it that someone succeeds in their work? They succeed because they work hard every single day, because they put all kinds of effort, because they plan ahead, because they see what are the skills that are needed to accomplish something, and they go and they learn those skills but oftentimes when it comes to the spiritual life we put a fraction of the effort that maybe we put into something else another endeavor in our life and so then maybe at the end we're confused why is it that i'm not growing spiritually why is it that i'm not experiencing god more why is it that i after years of maybe being in the church that i feel i still feel like i'm an outsider i still feel like i haven't learned there are so many things that i don't understand and we can ask ourselves well do we read you know do we do we study do we learn do we seek to know um, how am I putting to practice even the things that I am, I, am, I am learning? Maybe I don't have this hunger. I don't have this desire to know. I don't have this desire to learn. I, maybe I'm going through the motions without really investing, without really feeling like the need, that this is something that I really, really want to do. And this is something that we all struggle with in various degrees, this hunger that is lacking. You know, our body feels hunger. Because it's saying that there's something missing. There's something that we need to live, and because of our sin, maybe we are not feeling the spiritual hunger as we should. Our our spirits are starving. Our spirits are 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 at the brink, and yet we feel nothing. Because my spirit is uh, is sick. I can't I can't even feel that there is something that is lacking. We are spiritually numb or spiritually paralyzed in a sense, and we don't even feel what it is that we are lacking. So <clears throat> the first characteristic of this food that the Lord is saying seek after in order for me to even seek it I have to have a hunger for it I have to desire it right without the desire how is it that I will seek it um, just as these people who were seeking only what would fill their belly and not what would fill their spirit a second important point to know is that without the spiritual food the man decays human beings we decay in Job 13:28, it says, "Man decays like a rotten thing, like a garment that is moth-eating, moth-eaten." What does it mean? It means that only the spiritual pursuits are the things that have everlasting value. They're only—they're the only things that, whatever you invest, just it remains. It doesn't—it doesn't fall away. It doesn't disintegrate. It doesn't decay. Um, every other kind of pursuit that we pursue in this life, no matter how successful we might be. Um, in the end, it will be taken from us. It will be removed from us. At the, at the last day, we will not have it with us. We will not take it with us. It will not be something that we own. Whatever it is that we own now, there will be a day where we do not own it. Whatever relationships will we have now, there will be a day where those relationships are, the, the nature of those relationships will change. We will not have them like we have them now. Whatever wealth that I have in the bank, there will be a day where there will have no bank. There will be nothing, right? And what is it that will remain Right, when the Lord says that He will test us with fire to see what will remain. If we are made of stray uh, s- uh, straw and hay, then when the fire comes it will burn up the straw and the hay and nothing will remain. But if we are made of gold and silver, then when the fire comes it will remain. Right? So this is the, the difference between the spiritual food and the earthly food. The difference between the spiritual pursuits and the earthly pursuits. And this is why the Lord said, Do not labor for the food which perishes. Do not labor for the things that are temporary. Put all of your effort into something that in a few years is going to disappear, is going to be of worthless value. You know, For instance, like we spend so much of our time pursuing our career, for instance. And we find in our career, of course, a means of supporting ourselves, which is absolutely essential. Um, and we also find fulfillment in our career. But there will be a day where we do not have this career. There will be a day where it is taken from us. And I will not be able to pursue it anymore. And then maybe the Lord will come and he will say, if you spent even a fraction of the time that you spent pursuing your career on the spiritual food, then maybe you would be a saint, right? How much time do we pursue uh, the, the things that are temporary, the things that are not going to last? Man decays like a rotten thing. This is what it says in the book of Job. There is a time limit for us here on the earth. Certainly there is an eternal life. And in that eternal life, yes, we live forever. But in that eternal life, the the currency, so to speak, the the values, the things that last, the things that are important, are completely different than what are here, are completely different than in this life. What is the value of me pursuing all these things that are temporary here and ignoring the things that are eternal there? So this is the other nature of the spiritual food. Also, spiritual food is necessary for growth. The apostle Peter, he says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Meaning if we want to draw closer to God, right? If we want to draw closer to him, that there is something that we have to seek from him. There is some food that we have to consume in order to draw closer to him. Of course, maybe the most obvious food that we consume as, the, as believers is the Eucharist. This is the body of Christ himself that we consume. And he said, unless we consume it, we have no life in us. We cannot be united with him without it. There is something that I must pursue and seek to take and to, to, to take inside of myself, the spiritual nourishment, the spiritual food, so that I can draw closer to God. The, the spiritual life is not haphazard it is not just something that happens it's not just something that you know it's like winning the lottery you know like i'm sitting around and suddenly i won the lottery i now have so much money i have so much spiritual wealth it doesn't happen this way the people who are the saints they did not become so simply because they were gifted this by god out of nowhere for for no reason of course yes god grants grace and it is only through the grace of god that we grow but that grace comes in response to uh, this desire that we have and that desire that translates into action. What is it that I am doing that God would then grant me the grace to grow, right? Am I, am I pursuing this milk, this pure milk of the word? Am I reading the word of God, learning from the word of God, applying the word of God? What is it that I am doing in my spiritual life, my spiritual practices? You know, in one week, we're gonna start the great fast. And the great fast, maybe out of more than any other time of the year, is the time where we focus on our ascetic practices. We focus on fasting. We focus on reading. We focus on repentance. These things that I am um, called to do, which is to um, nourish myself, to nourish myself spiritually, to connect with God more, to understand my place more, to be detached from the things that are in the world more and to care more about the spiritual food rather than the physical food. And this is why fasting is so important because it separates us from the desires of the flesh to pursue only the desires um, of the spirit. Also, the spiritual food is unlimited when the Lord was speaking to the Samaritan woman he said whoever drinks of this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of sp- a fountain of water springing up to eternal life meaning that in the world we always you know we run into uh, limited resources for everything you know we want more we always want more of something and maybe we don't have enough of it and we always desire more and the moment that you eat to fill yourself, after some time you grow hungry again. It is the nature of the flesh that it is always desiring something that it lacks. It's always seeking something that it doesn't have. The moment that you you become full, very shortly, you grow hungry again. The, the, The moment that you are given the thing that you desire is the moment you begin taking it for granted and it no longer has the effect on you that it had at the beginning think of maybe one of the things that you had been looking forward to in your life for a very long time and then finally it was granted to you very soon after that it starts to become a common thing it starts to become something that i uh, i'm i'm it's I, i'm used to it now it, it doesn't i don't have the excitement of it that i had at the beginning whether it's a relationship that i sought after whether it's a job that i wanted or a position that i sought or whatever desire it is that i had the moment we receive it the moment we almost like it doesn't doesn't have that fascination that we had at the beginning it doesn't mean that we're not thankful for it but we still hunger we still desire the people who become wealthy they desire more wealth they're maybe not satisfied with the wealth they have but they desire even more but when it comes to the spiritual food, the Lord said this is unlimited, right? He said, What? I will give uh, the, the. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water. Meaning, this spiritual food that the Lord is giving us is a fountain that is inside of us that will never cease, that will always be fulfilling. When we seek to be in heaven, heaven is not just about having plenty. It's not just like saying, well, if we're hungry for food, well, it's like unlimited food. No, it's not unlimited food. It is the lack of hunger. It is, it is We don't even feel the lack of anything. We are just joyful and, and, and peaceful and filled with good things without any needs. All of our needs are completely met. And so here, the spiritual food is what is satisfying eternally it be satisfying without end. And when the Lord said, do not labor for the food that perishes, he says, if you labor for the food that perishes, yes, maybe when you fill yourself, you will be content for a short time, but that contentment will quickly fade away because you will grow hungry again. But the spiritual food that the Lord offers us is unlimited. When we seek it from him, When we seek it from him in prayer, when we seek it from him, when we read and and understand his word, when we seek it from him, when we serve him, the the, the relationship with him is beyond what anything else can offer. It fills us with himself and fills us with joy and what is unlimited. Also, the spiritual food is hidden. The physical food is obvious. physical food, we see it around us and we know how to obtain it. We purchase it perhaps. We, we, we earn it somehow, we, we gain it for ourselves, we labor for it and we receive it as some kind of a reward. Um, but the spiritual food is something that is internal, something that is hidden. Um, the Lord said uh, to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. I have food to eat that is, uh, that is between me and the Father. I have nourishment between me and the Father. The Lord said, when you pray, go into your room. Right? Well, he said, go into your room and and, and pray in secret because it is in secret that we are nourished by God. It is not a public act. It is not like a public activity. Of course, we come together in public and do the work of the liturgy and we come and we pray. But so much of our spirituality is, is, is a personal and private thing between me and God that, that he supports me and he fills me with himself and he gives me comfort and he gives me joy and contentment and peace. All these things I receive from him because I have the secret relationship with him right? Secret in the sense that no one else knows it. No one else understands its nature. No one else knows what is it that I am praying to God. No one else knows the grace that God is giving me. No one knows. It is a relationship between me and God that is very personal and very private, but it's something that I must invest in, you know? Sometimes we feel like it is sufficient for us to come to the church and pray in the church, or it is sufficient to come to liturgy and to partake of, of, of his body and blood which of course is very important but that is not sufficient to sustain someone's spiritual life alone without having any other prayer without having any other communication with God because again the relationship with God is a personal and private one I seek him and I find him and 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 I experience his love in in a personal and private way and this is the food the way he gives us what I have food to eat that you do not know it is it is very personal it's very it's very hidden inside of us. And it's not to be found in the physical world. It's not something that I go and attain physically. It's not something that I go to a certain location and I find it. It's not something that that someone r- refers me to somewhere and I go travel there and I get it. Unlike any kind of reward that we might get on the earth, there is, there is nothing outside of us that will bring us this satisfaction and this joy and this peace. It's completely found internally. It's found between my relationship between me and God. This is why the prayer is so important. This is why spending quiet time with God is so important. This is why reading the word of God is so important. Because it is in this that we are nourished. It's in this that we receive from God this unlimited spring of water that he wants us to have. God himself is the spiritual food. God himself is the spiritual food. He said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven... If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. And this is an emphasis here on the Eucharist. And as I said, the Lord said, if we do not partake of it, then we have no life. It's a very strong statement for the Lord to say that unless we do something, we have no life. You know, Some people believe that the, what the Lord was commanding was something that was completely symbolic. Something that he said, do this in remembrance of me, do this as like uh, uh, just an act of remembrance of what he did, an act of remembrance of the Last Supper, an act of remembrance, just something to bring to our mind the memory of what is it that he said. But if it were so, if it were just a memory, how is it he could say, but unless you do it, you have no life. Unless you do it, you are dead. It says something very important, like that is what food is. Food is necessary for life. Food is uh, essential for us to live. And he said this is the food of life. You want to live, you partake of this food. This is why it's very important that we all be taking communion. And as I had mentioned at one point before, um, I know that some people, um, maybe for whatever reason or the other, um, do not take communion on a regular basis right how do we how do we justify this how do we justify that we do not take communion on a regular basis when the lord himself said unless you eat of my body and drink of my blood you have no life in you how can we stand before him and say that we have life when he said no you don't have life unless you partake of me i am the source of life i am the one who gives life the physical life and the spiritual life how is it even that we are here we are here because God gave us life and he allowed us to walk the earth and to be here in this place and then he said because I gave you the physical life now I need to give you the spiritual life right I need you to to give you this life that you will carry with you and and that that life is myself I am what's I am the one who supports you when he spoke to the to the Samaritan woman he said I will give you this fountain of living water right we receive it from him he is the one who grants it to us this fountain of living water, which is Himself. So we all should be partaking of the Eucharist. And if someone is living a, a life that is away from God, they should come and confess and then partake of the Eucharist. This is this is the essential life of the Christian, right? We, we cannot we cannot function as Christians without without it, right? It is it is the source um, of our life. Also, the Word of God is spiritual food. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, St. Paul says, If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. The word of God is nourishment, right? How much time do we spend in the secular world consuming the, the media and the content that we find around us, the advertisements, the websites, the social media, the videos, the music, the, 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 the words of the world, that we are constantly exposed to and being and consuming constantly all the time. If if this is all that we are consuming and this is all that we are seeing, then it, it is not strange at all that we would become like the world, right? We are going to be conformed to the environment that we are in. The more I am in the world, which by necessity so often we have to be in many many ways, um, the more we are going to become like the world. The more I am in the world, the more I will be conformed to the world. So when we read the word of God, it wakes us up from this. It reminds us that the truth of and the reality that God created us is not like the world's reality. It's not like the world's system or the world's way or the world's wisdom. That, that we have something that, that, that transcends and is beyond this. He said again, do not labor for this food that perishes. Don't labor. Don't don't spend all of your time in the secular world. Don't spend all your time consuming what the world wants you to think and what wants you to see. Because that actually leads where? It leads to destruction. The world doesn't care about our, our well-being. It wants us to just conform to its system. So the more that we are reading the word of God, immersing ourselves in a, in, a, in a Christian environment with Christian people in a Christian place, doing, you know, reminding ourselves of, of God, worshiping him, praying together, all these things, they helped, you know, extract us from this world and, and the worldly mindset and to, to lift our minds and our hearts to something higher and, and greater that this is actually the life that we are called for. We are all on a journey traveling to this eternal life. And so I am thinking about that place that I am going more than I am thinking about the place that I currently am. So we need to be always filled with the word of God. Finally, the spiritual food is found in the church. In Jeremiah chapter three, it says, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. These shepherds, of course, are the clergy that the Lord has chosen to 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 lead the church, right? The the, the, the the shepherds. The church is the place where we are nourished. The church is the place where we come and that through the grace of God working in the church, that we are always uplifted, we are reminded. This is why coming to church on a regular basis is very important. And I recommend to everyone to attend the spiritual meetings. Um, spiritual meetings, listen to sermons, do things beyond just Sunday morning um, to always remind yourself on a daily basis of who I am. What is my identity? Wh- what is the life that I am living for? It's not just about my work that I work every day. It's not just about the people that I meet at my workplace. It's not just about studying for school. It's not just about the things that I do in my life. All of the things we do in our life should not be the goal or the target. The things that I do in my life should be to help sustain me as I am on a journey to heaven. But who, what is the target? The target is heaven. This is where I'm traveling. This is where I want to go. I shouldn't stop in the middle of the journey and say, I'm, I'm happy where I am. I'm happy right here. I'm going to spend all of my effort and time uh, improving my life here. Well, actually, you have stopped traveling. If, if that is the case, you have stopped traveling. Well, we are not called to do that because the life here is not the final destination. And this is what the Lord is saying. He's saying, there is a final destination keep traveling until you get to it don't just be content with where you are or thinking that where you are no matter how good it might be is 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 the best it's not it's not the best and so god has granted us the church as a as the ark of salvation, as the, the means by which, the vessel by which we reach God, the, the, the place where we come to be reminded of Him, the place where we come to partake of Himself, of the sacraments, the place where we hear His word, where all of these things that we've spoken about are manifested in the church. And this is why the church um, is so important. So, so today, the Lord is reminding us to not labor for this food which perishes but what for the food which endures to everlasting life. And we are all called to pursue, to to, to hunger for this spiritual food, to pursue it and to be filled and edified and to experience the Lord day by day. And glory be to God forever. Amen.